Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for choosing to invest time and knowledge into yourself as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. This episode has been sponsored by our new Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four-part video pre-PT series where we teach you exactly how to dominate as an applicant by learning the new way to PT school acceptance. Learn how to finally get into the driver's seat as a pre-PT and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This series is the most value we have ever given away and it's free at www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Don't miss out on your chance to get in the driver's seat of your acceptance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. What is up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. If you want to stand out, as all of you do, you may want to pay attention to this segment of the podcast. So as you probably heard, many of our Accepted System students have been guests on our podcast before. And as you have heard as well, some of our Accepted System students and alumni help produce this very podcast that you're listening to. But subsequently, many of our Accepted System students have actually gone on to help other physical therapist professionals with their podcasts and with their online businesses using podcast editing and the skills they've learned with podcasting. So I say all that to say this, if you're interested in getting into podcasting to stand out, whether that's creating your own podcast or helping someone else, a physical therapist, a physician, another healthcare professional with their business using podcasts, I highly, highly recommend using Anchor. Anchor is the easiest, the easiest way to make a podcast. We've used other platforms before, but Anchor by far is the easiest. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. Listen, for free. Yes, for free. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation Tools allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. As you guys are probably listening to this, some of you have listened to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, so on and so forth. It distributes it everywhere. So that helps a ton. So you can easily also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're interested in making your own podcast for yourself or, you know, you're working with a clinic or you, or if you're an intern or a tech or an aide or a front desk staff and you want to stand out in any way possible and you think podcasting would be a great way to do so, use Anchor. Use Anchor. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and stand out. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And what's up, what's up, what's up? I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Dr. Nick Hopkins. Uh, well, soon to be doctor. So um, Nick is, um, is is an absolutely amazing, uh, amazing friend of mine who who is uh, who is celebrating recently being accepted into PT school. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So Nick, uh, I know you're ready to go because I just asked you a few minutes I'm ago. Ready. You were like, yo, Joseph, I am set and ready. Uh, but for those of y'all joining us live, 
Um, great to have every single one of you here. For those of you joining us on replay, I always like to start with this. So my name, first of all, is Joseph. I'm one of the co-founders of 3PT Grind. But um, but what we've been doing is something that's has been pretty cool. Nick and I were just chatting about this is this is episode 14 of our pre-PT Inspires series. And the reason why I say it's been pretty cool is because it's given me an opportunity to just listen to some of our students who have gone into PT school, but for a completely different reason than what most of y'all might think, right? Most of y'all might be like, oh yeah, this is a cool thing for them to talk about how they got accepted. Yeah, of course, they're, they're gonna celebrate that. But, but, but the coolest part about it is as pre-PTs, and I, I told this to Nick, my goal for 2020, is that as pre-PTs, our main excuses go away. So the main excuses being, mm -hmm. I look at my situation and I think, man, not me. There's no way I could get in because I've gotten rejected this many times, or I have too many kids, or I'm too old, or I'm too, y'all, like I'm trying to eliminate those, but not by telling you, by just having people that have done it and are those things like literally share their story with you. And so I think it's one of the most powerful things ever because it's real life. Uh, we'll talk about the good, we'll talk about the tough times as well, but it just, it, it, it's real, like real, real transparent. But that's why I think this is beautiful. So if this is the first time you joined us for the Pre-PT Inspire series, welcome. If this is not the first time, welcome back. Um, and, and if this is something that you feel it inspires you, then please share it with a friend uh, because for pre-PTs, y'all, I just want y'all to get into the career of your dreams. And if PT is it, then let's not stop at the struggles. Let's not stop at the other things that usually throw people off their game. So uh, with that being said, I'm excited for tonight. Amanda, great to have you here, my friend. And Dr. Casey Coleman is also uh, joining us here live. So Casey, uh, what's up? Man, Nick, before, before we start, is there anything that you want to kind of get off your chest before we dive in or you just want to get like right to it? I just want to I just want to say thank you to you guys for taking me through this journey and, and being my base of support. And I'm so excited to share my story. It's been it's been a long time coming. Yeah. I have uh, I've really leaned on this system and I'm so stoked to to share what it's been like for me so that maybe somebody else can find some inspiration and and carry on. Boom. Boom. I love it. Well, let's get the party started, man. Nick, before we get to the tough parts, why like what led you to PT. I mean, you and I talked quite a bit. We had uh, we had some time to chill at Starbucks a few weeks ago. But, yeah, but, but very but, grateful but, for that. Like, what drew you, man? Like, what drew you to physical therapy? Why has this been the path that you were like, yo, this is what I want, <laughs> regardless of how anxious I feel or anything else. This is what I want. So, what led you to PT? You know, I got to start off by by just remembering something. I remember, gosh, it must have been almost two years ago now. First time I hopped on a call with Casey, I was back on a call with Casey and, and Casey asked me a very similar question. And it was like, you know, what, what do you like about PT? What makes you want to be a PT? And I remember at the time I was still deep in the process of figuring out what I was doing with my life. And I said some things along the lines of, oh, I really like, you know, the musculoskeletal system and oh, I really want to help people. And I remember I even said, like, I just think I'll be good at it. I remember saying that to Casey, you know, and looking back on that, it's so funny because I have come so far, you know, the why I think, and I'll talk about this later, I think is one of the most important things that we can have as pre-PTs. And my why has come such a long way from the first time I met you guys, from the first time I interacted 
with the accepted system and, and just started growing as a PPT really. But um, I had a lot of experiences in college. You know, I, I started out college thinking I was going to be a sports medicine PA and I did a lot of shadowing and I had a lot of experiences there and I found that the healthcare industry was kind of moving in a direction that I felt unsure about. I felt like PAs were kind of becoming more general practitioners and I wanted to really specialize in a sports med. And I had some PAs tell me, you know, if you really want to go into sports med, you're going to have to be top of your class, top of your PA class, you know, a really exceptional student. It's a very small percentage that get to do that. And so I had this fear right away that I wasn't good enough, which we'll circle back to many times in this conversation. But it was right away just thinking, well, okay, you know, I'm not going to be good enough for that, or at least what I want to do within that. So I started considering physical therapy from that standpoint, which just, yeah, even looking back again at that, thinking I came to PT from that standpoint is like, oh man, so much has changed. But I remember as I was working in that, I was working with my football team, my D1 football program at my university. I was a sports medicine intern and I got the opportunity to shadow a therapist. They were working on with the football team, these big 300 pound linemen. And it was this, this therapist who's probably in his sixties, early sixties. But let me tell you, man, this guy had such a huge impact on me. His ability as a physical therapist was unlike anything I'd ever seen. I'd had physical therapy myself. You know, I'd been through all of those classic tropes, but this guy, man, he was the best clinician I'd ever seen. He had the best patient, you know, clinician interactions. He had incredible compliance. It was just like off the charts. This guy was incredible. He was a savant. And then his wife was also a PT. She worked in an outpatient clinic. So they were the power couple of the century. Let me tell you, like between the two, I was so freaking inspired. Just this guy, you know, who I originally saw working with the sports teams and then his wife, who I saw in a more outpatient kind of setting from a, a private practice standpoint, and then also outpatient just within a hospital. And between those two people, I was like, shoot, I can see myself doing this forever. Like I could do this. If I can be anything, like I can be a 10th of these guys. I'll be all right. You know, I was so impressed. I was so impressed. And so it was just their expertise and, and prowess as clinician combined with amazing qualities as humans that inspired me to uh, dive fully into PT. I was like, all right, I'm committing. This is it. This is what I want to do. And so I had all of those experiences. I did all my other shadowing hours while I was in college. And it was so cool, you know, getting to, to work on all of those people. I was a tech for a little bit, but little did I know that of all those amazing experiences, they would be the least important thing as to why I wanted to be a PT. I thought they were important when I was in college. I thought they were why I wanted to be a PT, but I came to find later that it was one of the, the more subtle reasons why I wanted to be a PT. Because after I graduated, I ended up going on a mission trip to Ecuador. It was a medical mission trip. So I was going down there with the purpose of, of experiencing physical therapy in a foreign country. And it was what I experienced in Ecuador that gave me a why that can never be broken. It gave me the why that, that made me a more confident applicant during the cycle and, and made me believe that I was worth it. And it was, it was a bunch of experiences down there, but the main thing that I took away, and I, I wrote about this in my application essay, is that PT is uniquely poised within the healthcare field because we get longer session times, we get longer appointments with our patients. And it gives us time to enter into the lives of our patients on a different level than a physician 
or maybe a dietitian or I don't know anybody who's kind of got a little bit a nurse, you know, something like that. Somebody who's got a shorter um, time with their patient, like 15 minutes, we get this half hour to an hour where we really get to dig in to people's lives. And so I just found that I was able to see the value that PT could provide outside of just repairing people's musculoskeletal problems. You know, of course, we're a we are the movement specialists, truly, all the way. I mean, I believe that to my core, but beyond that, we, I'll take you back to an example with, with Deborah and Ted, the two therapists that I saw right on, you know, that, that family, they were amazing with their patients. They were able to maintain this lighthearted, um, easygoing banter with, with any client where it just felt so easygoing, you know, it was, it was relaxed and made the patients feel comfortable. And that was a huge skill that they had for sure. You know, and I saw that very clearly. But oftentimes when the conversation started to get a little heavy and the patient was starting to like share some of the real woes in their life, they played it kind of safe, which I totally understand. You know, they were from an older generation and I just think that they really wanted to not step on any toes or cross any boundaries and, and just kind of play it safe as clinicians and, and be just overall empathetic, um, overall kind of just offering their condolences to the patients on whatever it was that they were discussing. And, and just kind of leave it at that and, and continue doing their job, you know, fixing whatever it had, whether it was, you know, a low back problem or hips or, you know, traps or whatever, whatever it was. And so, I don't know, it was just, it was that I saw that PTs are usually pretty personable and they are empathetic, but it's this entering into what happens when a patient says, I've got this really heavy thing that just happened in my life. And that's why I couldn't do, you know, my HEP or whatever. That's why like, I feel like my condition is worse today than it was when I came in on Friday, you know, or whatever. And I think that those are things that I really find important in this field. It's really important that we focus on that. And so in Ecuador, for example, I had a situation. I'll just tell you a little story if that's all right. Is that cool with you? All right, here we go. So, so I remember so clearly, this was, this was where I really sold out for my why. There was a man that came into the clinic when I was, when I was working in Ecuador and he came in, he had really bad back pain, you know, very stiff, didn't, didn't have a lot of mobility, like getting in and out of a, a bed or anything like that, really struggling with a lot of pain and came in, was sick with the flu, this poor guy, you know, when he came in, struggling even to get like a solid breath, let alone, you know, move comfortably. And I remember just working with this man and he was so down. He was so kind of discouraged and um, just woeful that, that he couldn't even really focus on what we were doing in PT. He just kind of wanted to come in, lay down, get kneaded on and then leave because it made him feel a little bit better, you know? And I've seen that happen in other situations too, in other clinics where patients come in, they take their, their short session and then they kind of blow whatever advice the PT has, you know, out the, out the rear end. And so it was, it was saying, all right, this patient's struggling with something way beyond their back you know, and I was in a position in, in Ecuador where I was treating patients kind of more one-on-one. -on -one. I know that's super not cool in the U S but there it's different. So I had a, I had a small caseload and, and I was working with this patient by myself. And I said, I have a choice right now. You know, I can either dive in and invest myself in this person in more ways than just figuring out how to improve their single segment mobility in their back, you know, <laughs> or I can just do my job the best I can and let them deal with them. And it was right then. That was when I, I dove in, you know, 
I was asking this patient, what's going on in your life? You know, what's, how's your family doing? What are you going through right now? That's making it so tough. And I mean, the way that patient opened up to me, the way the interaction went, the way our trust built, I mean, this guy was going through everything. He was 87 years old. His wife was so sick. She was in the hospital and had lost the ability to communicate verbally with him. He had to ride the bus 30 minutes to and from physical therapy every day because he didn't have enough money for a car. And the bus aggravated his symptoms. Hugely painful. A couple of days, like in the middle of our sessions, he was going home one day and got robbed walking from the bus stop back to his house at knife point. And he unloads all this on me. And I was over there thinking like, why is he always so like out of it? You know, why can't he even like get a little bit out of it? I'm trying to give him value on this level right now, but he needed value on this other level. You know, he needed me to not really take care of his single segment mobility in his lumbar spine at that moment. He needed somebody to pour his heart out to so that he could move past that so that he could get himself better on all these different levels. And, you know, right then I asked myself, you know, should I just be empathetic and offer my condolences? Should I just tell him to hang in there? Should I just tell him, but oh, don't forget your exercises. No, man, right there. I was praying with that man. I cried with that man. I dropped all my barriers so that he would drop his because I was still determined to fix his back, but I was also determined to help him emotionally and spiritually. And I think that we truly have that opportunity with every patient. And if we are to just like act as physical therapists and say, all right, I'm going to be the best knee physical therapist out there. That's cool. But I think you're missing a huge part of, of the potential of this profession. Oh, That's my why, man. Nick, you have me, you have me over here. See, I had myself on mute. So you wouldn't hear me like yelling half the time when you were talking, <laughs> bro. First of all, before I say anything, the comments you're getting are crazy, bro. Like, um, so Moose was oh, saying, dude, I wasn't uh, even paying attention. yeah, bro. So it's like, uh storytelling skills on point bro relating to oh, you right let's yeah. go Mumu. appreciate oh. you bro <laughs> bro i swear i know exactly what you're talking about uh bro man but but i mean i i have to agree with him <laughs> you absolutely said it so well but but i like i can't say enough how much i not only how much i agree but but how how important it is for us to understand exactly what you just addressed man like this is a whole lot more than just whatever it is that they're there for physically, right? And, and right. to be honest, if you asked almost anybody, they'd pretty much tell you, "Yo, uh, yeah, of course, it's 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 about their other stuff." But but you just said that you saw two people that that you admired. You were like, "Wow, like I I actually love the way they treat." Like <laughs> like to be honest, it's probably one of the best that I've seen. Like in terms of how they interact really? with people and like. If, but you still saw that there was a point where they'd kind of say, well, maybe this is out of my, my range of conversation. So let me just kind of say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I maybe I shouldn't. Y'all, like, there's no boundaries, y'all. People are hurt. They need us. People are hurt. And Amen that's not that. just physically. It's not like it's, it's, yo, so, so real quick. See, this is why you can't get you and I on a live stream, man. We're going to just start talking and. <laughs> And getting hyped. Come on, like, come on with this it. This morning, this morning, my barber actually told us, you know, you know, you know. Oh, but, it's fresh. Like, it's my fresh. barber told me this morning, he, he he was like, yo, like one of the biggest things is like as a barber, he gets to hear like all of his clients' stuff. 
like 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 all their pain and everything he's like yo joseph to be honest i welcome it i love it but but it just reminds me how much people are just hurting and how much people just want to be heard like most of the time you don't gotta fix anything for them (laughs) you just you just gotta let them talk and and so the fact that you understood that like one tells me that you're gonna be phenomenal as a physical therapist let's first of all state that but but it also tells me that you're in the right place man and and for the pre-PTs that are watching this, like understand that that's what it takes to be excellent at what y'all do. Like if you fall in love with this profession because you're like, man, I'll learn how to do some cool stuff for the knee or, you know, people throw out their shoulder and I'll be able to fix it. If that's it, then you're missing a massive point of what we really do. And, mm. and I'll connect it with what you said at the very beginning. You, you said that the beauty in physical therapy also comes from the amount of time we're able to spend with people. Like y'all, people don't get time from anyone else. Doctor comes in three minutes, checks a few things and leaves, right? Like, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is, like any professional, they never get the time. And y'all are in a position to give people that. So if you're gonna give people that, then figure out, yo, how can I actually really, like we all say, why do we wanna be PTs? We wanna help people. Like we say that, but in reality, this is what it looks like right here. So, so I'm, man, I'm glad to have you in the profession, bro. And um, what I want us to do, bro, is I want us to just transition a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit now, now that you had kind of started, your initial intentions with PT were very superficial. You said that, not me. Like, like you, you're right. Your you're words. right. But, but as you went on that journey, like going overseas for some time, having this experience with uh, those two physical therapists, man, like you've had such a rich now understanding of what your purpose is within the profession. But right. it was not an easy journey getting here because uh, when, when we first, in, when you and Casey first interacted, when you and I first interacted, um, you were still trying to figure out how to get yourself into this position, which is being accepted into a program. So what, what was like, what, what were your biggest obstacles from the moment you said, yo, this is it, that moment where you had that interaction with that patient or, you know, obviously it's grown since, you know, going overseas. That moment when I knew it was but, my calling. Yeah, yeah, from that moment till now, what has been the biggest obstacle or obstacles that you faced overall? Well, I kind of have a two-parted answer to that, Joseph. I have the answer that maybe you'd expect and then the real answer. And so I think that the answer that you'd expect is that I had real fear about my GPA. I got C's in college. You know, I had semesters where my GPA was decently under 3.0. And I had academic advisors that made me acutely aware of the statistics for PT school, my probability, you know, all this kind of stuff about basically telling me, ooh, you might not be good enough. You know, you might not have what it takes to get into PT school. And I was, I was a hard number cruncher, you know, I was thinking like, all right, well, shoot, if I got this many semesters left, I got to get these GPAs to make sure my cumulative is at this so that I can do this, you know, and, and even, even Deborah Lane, the, the woman who inspired me, the, the wife of that amazing therapist, she was saying, just get a three, five and you'll be fine. You know, just get a three, five, you'll be set. You can do that. Right. And here's me saying, oh, yeah, I can, I can totally do that. <laughs> but all the while, you know, I'm sweating bullets thinking like, there ain't no way I'm getting a three, five. Like, it's not happening. I, I did the math. <laughs> and um, so, you know, that was, that was one of my biggest 
struggles, my biggest fears, the biggest thing, you know, holding me back at the beginning there. Or at least that's what you would expect me to say, you know, and that's what it seemed like. What's the answer but that, that I wasn't, expect? Yeah, that wasn't really the whole answer. The real answer was that I didn't really believe in myself. You know, I didn't really believe in the value that I have. I doubted the value of all of my experiences. And I thought that my GPA did define me. I thought that it was so much more important than whatever else was on my resume, than how well-rounded I was as an applicant. I thought, you know, well, the first cutoff before they even offer me an interview is gotta be that the numbers, you know, GPA, GRE right there. And, and I, you know, I did well on the GRE, honestly. I did not struggle super hard with the GRE. And so my numbers weren't that bad, especially once I got into the accepted system. You know, I learned my situation is not as bad as some people out there. There are other people who, who have got lower numbers and, and, and harder odds to fight against. But it was, it was me, man. The real fear, the real struggle was me. I could not get past this belief that like, nope, I'm not good enough. Like so many people have told me you got to have this three, five, or, you know, if you, well, if you're going to try and apply with these kind of numbers, I would apply to these schools over here, you know, and do that thing. Just always feeding into this idea that I had that like, mm, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut it or I'm just barely going to cut it, you know? And it was discouraging and it made me just feel like, constantly be in this state of stress, this, this state of fervor where I'm like, man, I got to do everything I can. Otherwise I'm not going to make it. Cause you know, I got all this stuff fighting against me. So I was trying my best to, to fight the odds when in reality I needed to look inside and, and realize my own value and, and what it was that I was actually bringing to the table besides just numbers on a piece of paper. Man, that's heavy, bro. Um, it's hard to admit too. Well, it's it's harder to admit when you're going through it, mm. um, because it's 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 easier to look at the numbers. It's easier to say it's it's this, it's that, it's my GPA. Man, if only my GPA was higher. And um, I'm not discrediting the numbers, but Nick just said it, y'all. It's not everything. It's it's not even close to being everything. Not even close. Mm. Um, but but we point fingers at everything else first before realizing that man, maybe maybe part of it is my belief. Like I read this quote. Now I know some of y'all hear quotes and you're like, oh, that's so cheesy. Y'all, like a friend of mine once said this and I want y'all to understand this. They told me, they were like, Joseph, if you ever hear something as cliche, cliche statements are just profound statements that have been overused and watered down. But the original meaning of it was, was profound. Like, so, so if y'all see a quote and you're like, oh, that's just a cheesy quote, y'all like listen to what it's actually trying to tell you. But, but the biggest thing is like, and I already forgot what the quote was going to be. I was going to tell you some, some <laughs> nice cheesy quote. Then you got all up and inspired. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> but, but, but the biggest thing is like, like how, how we perceive ourselves plays into everything. Oh, here was the quote. See, see, I knew it would come back. Nice. But, but it said somebody else is, and I'm paraphrasing, somebody else is living the life you want. Or let, let's, let's, let's turn into pre-PT terms. Another pre-PT is getting accepted in your stead simply because they decided to believe in themselves more. Mm. There's another pre-PT who has a 2.8 GPA that got accepted because they decided to learn how to believe in themselves more. 
So the actions they took were just bigger than yours. Whether you have a 3-3, three, 3-4, three, 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 I'm telling y'all this. Like, I'm not saying this to make it up. I'm saying this because I see it all the time, right? But, 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 but self-belief is everything. It's everything. You waste so much energy, bro. <laughs> you waste so much energy, like stressing out for no reason. But, 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 but let's also not brush it off like it's a piece of cake to just become confident. <laughs> like, like, yeah, go, go build your confidence. Y'all, like we're human beings. It's not like, yeah. I, like I that still was harder than any mind. chemistry Yo, class. That was harder than any physics class. Bro. That was harder than any shadowing experience. Yes, man. Like it's, it's constant. It, it's, it's constant. It, it's a constant yeah, thing. Right now. Like, I have to work on it every single day, but, but, but at the end of the day, look whatever, at you. I mean, I, I worked on it this morning. Like, <laughs> like y'all, it doesn't stop. But, but that realization, man, of being like, yo, I got to figure out how to get this thing under control so that I'm not getting in my own way. So I'm not tripping myself. Like, I don't want to trip myself. I don't want to self-sabotage at all. Um, and, and so, so man, like that, that realization is huge. And for those of y'all listening right now, if that's something you're struggling with, then, then don't worry, you're in good company, but also realize that maybe it's time to start figuring this thing out. Um, and, um, and there's different ways to obviously like assess where you're at and why, because it's always important to understand why you have those fears or anxieties or a lack of self-belief. It's, it's always different for everybody, but being able to nail that down and then coming up with a plan to actually address it and, and rebuild your confidence so that you're actually making moves that resemble what you deserve and not what you know you're afraid will possibly go wrong. So um, Nick, for you specifically, man, like you ended up kind of having this state of mind where for you initially it was the fear of the GPA, then really more internally, ju just that like lack of belief in yourself. What ultimately led you? Because you were talking about being in the accepted system, which you were, which you're still part of the community. What led yes, you sir. to look for a non-traditional like, like, like construct or group or mentorship to really help you from where you were to help you now get accepted, which you currently are? Like, what made you look for a non-traditional uh, approach overall? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, so like I said, obviously, I I knew all of the the statistics due to my lovely academic advisor just the best I'm kidding but uh i knew the statistics i knew how hard it was going to be to get in and so i was i mean i was retaking classes and like i said i was calculating the numbers but i still felt that it wasn't going to be enough you know i still felt that i was going to have to do something above and beyond to to give myself an edge in this ultra competitive applicant pool that i knew i was going up against so I started learning, you know, I started trying to go on the internet, you know, and just, just really crudely looking up, like, what can I do, you know, as a pre-PT to, to make myself stand out? And it was around that time that I was, you know, kind of wandering on YouTube and, and finding some resources from a man called Greg Todd. And Greg Todd was a physical therapist who had a little bit of advice about, you know, how to get into the field, but mostly about, you know, once you were a physical therapist, so I was like, okay, you know, he's cool, but I need something, you know, he, he's all right. We'll, we'll put him on the shelf for a minute, which is so funny now in hindsight, because Greg Todd's my boy and uh, just filling, pouring into me every day, but we'll get, you know, another story. So through Greg Todd, I found a couple of Greg Todd students uh, by the names of Joseph and Casey. And and they were just running this really, yeah, you've heard of them. Yeah. They're good guys. <laughs> so, 
So just, you know, I, I found y'all's, y'all's YouTube channel first, and then I found your Facebook page and lurked for a while, you know, lurking for a while, just trying to, to glean all of this value that you guys pour out all the time, you know, just oozes out of your pores, this, this value that we as pre-PTs can use. And so I was soaking that up and, and I finally just decided, you know, I was seeing a lot of the mindset stuff that you guys were putting out and, and just realized that, you know, while all of that was good and, and I, I resonated with it so much, you know, about what I needed, I wasn't really taking action. I was struggling with the action steps that I needed to take to, to rectify some of these issues that I had with my own belief system and what it was that I needed to do to, to really become the applicant that I knew I could be. And that was when I pulled the trigger, you know, that was when I said, I need to commit, I need to go all in, I need to, to make this, you know, really my personal mission to, to become the best applicant that I possibly can. And so that was really what it came down to, you know, I saw how the pre-PT industry or the pre the PT industry was changing. And you guys were talking about that a little bit as well, talking about how, you know, we're going to help you get into PT school without wasting time or money saying, you know, okay, you got this debt, but check it out. You know, once you're a PT, you can leverage all of this stuff, all this value, you know, kind of stop wasting your time for money, I think is how you put it, or stop trading your time for money. And so, so I was really interested in all of that as well, because I was doing, as I, you know, research how to be the best PT applicant, I saw your Bureau of Labor and Statistics saying, ah, oh, you know, you're going to get 80K. That's what you're going to get as a PT. And I was looking at the prices of tuition for these schools and there was a lot of, a lot of things not adding up there. You know, I saw reimbursement rates getting cut by the APTA and I saw productivity requirements as I was shadowing that were just gross and really messing with the quality of our profession, the quality of care that was being delivered. And a lot of things that, you know, beneath my, my love of everything that I was seeing and, and my just absolute dedication to dive into this profession, there were a couple of things that were ugly. And I was like, shoot, it seems like maybe these guys, while they could get, help me get into PT school, they could also help me understand what's going on here and maybe how I can position myself to be able to, to circumvent some of the downsides of the PT profession that I'm seeing in my research. And so that was, you know, part of the, the final nail in the coffin too, was saying, all right, shoot, like, I don't want to be stuck in a corporate job, working for somebody else, meeting their productivity requirements, just wishing I had another session with my patient, you know, I don't want to do that. And so that's where I got in and I said like, all right, let's, let's figure out how to, how to do this for myself. You know, how to, I was jumping down the entrepreneurial route is really what was happening and realizing that that was what was for me and, and that you guys had resources in regards to that. So that was really where the, the full commitment to pre-PT grind and, and everything that it had to offer came through when I realized that that final bit of value that was going to change my, my ability, not only to get in, but then to be successful once I was in, cause I was learning like, baby, I can do it. So let's make something of it. Man, I love it, bro. Like when things are changing, you either, you know, you can either change with it or you can decide to, you know, stick to what's worked in the past, but doesn't work anymore. And um, play it safe. And, yeah. And playing it safe. And it just, I mean, I guess it's options, but you can pick what you want. Um, and you chose to go a completely different route, man. And it's been an honest pleasure to have you inside of the group. Um, and, and, and just help you along your journey, but bro, like you've done most of the work yourself. You're, you're, you're self-driven, you're hungry. Uh, but, but you're also thinking way ahead. You're not just thinking like, 
Casey said it um, best. Uh, Casey put up a post earlier today, y'all, and it said, um, you didn't decide to become a physical therapist just to apply to PT school. No, certainly not. And, and most of us as pre-PTs live our entire lives as pre-PTs thinking about the day we'll get accepted, which is great. Like, don't get True. me wrong, because that's, that's, that's a major Been point. there, done that. But then it's almost like we get to the other side and we're like, yo, I, I, like, I borderline forgot <laughs> why I was trying to do this. And your, your focus has always been on like, that like it's like yo as a physical therapist like i'm trying to figure out like what's going on in the profession like what are things that seem a little odd to me like is somebody addressing them like obviously between us and greg of course like is somebody addressing them is somebody figuring this out is somebody like otherwise these are red flags that i might not want to play around with true that like it's just being honest so so i'm glad that you were aware of that now for you um one, like, I think you talked a little bit about the acceptance system, but but more specifically, let's transition to the day you got accepted. And, and the reason why I love this transition here is because for the people that are watching this right now, a lot of them are, are, are still trying to wait and, and apply and figure out how they're going to get in and all this other stuff. But many times we forget that the day we get accepted is 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 like, like, like what that will actually mean for us. And you've already felt it. But 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 for a lot of us, we're always like, man, it's never going to come. And the honest truth is, I, I firmly believe that when we're able to start imagining what that day is going to be like, it sharpens our actions now, right? So for me, like, for example, if I'm going to go play like a pickup game of basketball and I feel like I'm going to lose, well, my actions throughout the game are going to be very like, oh, well, I'm not going to lose anyway. It doesn't even yeah. matter. Like, What's it worth? shoot the ball, pass the ball, it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> But if I feel like I have a chance to actually win, if I actually like said, yo, all we got to do this is win, then every single time we're coming up with a game plan, it's very clear. And so for you as a pre-PT, man, it's important for them to see it. It's for them to start thinking about it and being like, yo, that's what it's going to be like. So for you, Nick, how did you find out that you got accepted into PT school? And then we're going to you know, do one more question where you're going to pour some advice uh, for the people that have not gotten to their acceptance letter yet. But what was that day like? Describe it for us so that we can celebrate with you, bro. Before I go into that, I just want to reiterate a couple of things that, that were so important on the process to getting to that day. Because, you know, I've talked a lot about, about what I needed, but the things that you guys provided to me, you say I did it all by myself, but that's, that's not true, man. You know, I had this tribe behind me. You know, I had you guys just there for me the whole way. And I mean, what you guys provided for me, like I can list them. I got them here for you. Self-confidence. I mean, growth mindset, self-belief, motivation, self-worth, determination, self-love, strategy, a plan. You said that several times, a plan, self-empowerment, clarity, self-embodiment, a support system beyond just my nuclear family constant inspiration about who and what I could become. And did I already say self-confidence? Those things were so valuable to me that when it came down to the process of acceptance, my mindset had shifted. You know, there was there were other things that you guys provided. The essay editing for, for the application was clutch. That was gold. And, you know, giving me actionable steps. So important. I'm a person that needs that. You know, the school system, the public school system has created a student that knows how to follow a syllabus, right? And so I'm somebody, I, I mean, what can I say? It's true, isn't it? I mean, so I was, 
I'm good at following actionable steps. You know, when somebody tells me, all right, you need to get this done in order to be able to do this. I'm like, all right, I got you. And so, so those were good, but it was all about the confidence that I gained. And with that confidence, my mindset shifted from me praying that I could get accepted to praying that I would have clarity when I got accepted. I wanted, I wanted to know, Ooh, can you please say that again, bro? That might have been the most powerful thing you've said in the last five minutes. Say, say that one more time. I went from, because of the confidence that you guys gave me and the direction, I went from praying that I could get in to any school to praying that I would have clarity about which school to choose when I did get accepted because I knew it was coming. And I was just praying then that I would know what to do, what to choose when that time came. That's what it really came down to. And so that was when I realized that, that I could turn down schools. I had the ability to turn down schools because of who I was, because of my value, my worth as a pre-PT applicant that you guys helped me realize. And so my story for acceptance, here it comes. After I shifted my, my mindset to praying for clarity on which school to accept, the first thing that happened was I was in Ecuador when I applied. I applied to PT school from Ecuador. Thank goodness for the internet so I could talk with y'all. But while I was still down there, I interviewed, I got an offered an interview for Azusa Pacific, which was top three. I applied to 10 schools. It was a top three school for me. I interviewed and got accepted right away in Ecuador. Done. And I said, that's it. I did it. You know, mission accomplished. There's nine other schools out there, but boom, what, what does it matter? And then I asked myself a question. What does it, what does it matter though? Well, why I applied to 10 schools, like that's got to be worth something. And I really started to mull it over. And I, you know, talked with everybody I could think of for advice, because I was like, of course, I'm going to accept this top three school. You know, I got it right away. Like, I don't got to stress about this anymore. I can just like, mm, I'm in done. But there was something in me. There was something in my heart telling me like, shoot, like you, you have enough value to be able to think about, is this really what's best for you though? And so I rejected that school. I rejected Azusa. That was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever made throughout this whole pre-PT process. Rejecting Azusa was something that weighed on me for weeks and weeks because I went ahead and accepted. I put down that non-refundable deposit because I was, I was all about like, how could I not? But when it came down to the deadline and I needed to register for classes, you know, they were starting in January and I still hadn't even heard from, I mean, seven of the 10 schools that, that I had talked to. So I rejected it. I turned it down with that, with this faith that, that something was coming for me. My, you know, my true purpose was coming for me. And then immediately after I did that, I got rejected from Pacific university. And I said, I just made a huge mistake. And then, you know, after that, I got accepted into Florida Southern college and I live in Colorado. So, you know, I was really, I was really hoping that before that happened, I would maybe get hear back from a Colorado school or something like that went out there, you know, I interviewed and I, I got accepted. And I said, shoot, this still doesn't feel right. And I rejected that school too. And then I got waitlisted at CU, which was number two school for me. I was like, shoot, I'm messing this up, man. Like I kept doubting myself throughout the whole process, but there was always just something deep down, you know, the, what I had learned about my own self-worth and my faith, you know, my faith was really strong throughout this whole process. I was really trying to give this to God. You know, it was so important for me that I was not going to choose where I wanted to go to PT school. I was going to go where I was meant to go. And so 
after I got waitlisted at CU, I was crushed, honestly. I think you can probably remember this. I was hurt because they rejected me because I was overenthusiastic. That was the feedback that I got when I, I talked remember. to you. I remember. And, and Joseph, tell me this, you know, did, did I come off to you as, as a little bit like, what the heck, Joseph, what just happened? You, you were just confused. Um, I was you confused. Didn't, you didn't come at me any kind of way. Um, you, you were just confused because you were like, wait a minute, like, that doesn't even make sense. And, and I'm, I'm glad you're actually talking about this because um, the thing that I told you, which was what your family and you kind of figured out as well, because I remember that night you kind of talked to your fam, was um, the, the fact that like, it's just reemphasizing the fact that not every program is for you. And I think you telling the story so far, and I'm going to let you just finish it as well, but like you just realize, shoot, not every program's for me. And, and I think a lot of times we're almost willing to, I gotta be careful with how I describe this, but we're almost willing to kind of give ourselves to anything and everything just because, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, you know, if it looks edible, I'll eat it. Like if it's a, if it's a, you know, but, 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 but honestly, something. Yeah. Say it. So, so here's the thing. When you go to an interview at a school, yeah. lots of times what they say is, you know, Okay. Okay. Interview applicants. Like what you got to realize is we may be interviewing you right now, but we want you to interview us as well mm-hmm. to figure out if we're the right fit for you. You got it. And this is something that you guys teach in the yep. acceptance system. Yeah. It, if you don't find the school that's the right fit for you, uh-huh. number one, you know, they're going to see that in the, in the interview or in your application or whatever, that your values don't really align. Yep. And it's just not going to be the right fit and everybody's going to know. And so if you get accepted or not, you know, if, if that school is not the school that's for you, that aligns with your values and what you yeah. want out of your profession, you're either not going to stand out or it's just not going to feel right. Yeah. And that's something that you guys taught. You know, yep. if you want to be a standout applicant for a school, you got to make sure that you align with their values. Know that mission statement backwards and forwards. Know their vision as a program. And how do you really feel about that as an applicant? Hmm. Does that, does that make you feel like, Oh shoot, that's a, I, I, I could agree with that. I could agree with that mission. I can get behind that. Hmm. And if not, well, why are you applying? There? Facts. Facts. So that was, yeah, that was kind of a lesson and it was a test is what it was. Yeah. You see you, it was a test. For those of y'all that missed that, he was pretty much told that, he was waitlisted, right? Were, I got wait, yeah, waitlisted. Yeah. He was waitlisted because he was too, pretty much too excited. <laughs> like they pretty much told him that he looked like he wanted it too much. If I'm going to paraphrase it in Joseph's terms, but essentially he was too excited. And um, it doesn't make sense because if I want to be in a location, I'm pretty much going to show it through my energy and my enthusiasm, um, which, which through nick off for a little bit because he was like wait like have i just been doing it all wrong because this is who i am like y'all nick is like i met the man in person like he's like it comes off like like he's not like quiet and like no no he's he's energy like the moment i met you man was a hug like like it's all energy so that's him being transparent that's him being himself and they pretty much said that was too much so um that's what kind of was a, a downer for for Nick, but go on. Over the top is the yep. words they used. Yep. Just get that out of here. <laughs> and so after that, 
I got accepted into interviewed and accepted at Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions, which is in Provo, Utah. So that's about a six hour drive from my home. And it was a good school. You know, it was a good program. I liked it. It sat well with me. And I was lucky enough to have the ability to to put down the non-refundable deposit and kind of wait. I felt very blessed for that. It was a huge, huge thing that I could get into this program and feel like, okay, I would feel comfortable going here, you know, but let's just continue to see, see what happens. Let's be patient and see, see what God's got for me. And so, so just to, to rewind before a lot of those acceptances happened, I had gotten waitlisted at Regis. Regis was my number one pick. It was top school for me, but I got waitlisted before the interview process. I got waitlisted for an interview and I was like, shoot, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little behind the ball here. Like I didn't even get the interview right away. Who knows if I'm going to get the acceptance, you know, it was, it was all a bunch of self-doubt again. You know, it happens. 72 hours before the interview with Regis, I get a call. And this is after all the stuff happened with CU. This is after I'm like waiting on, on Rocky Mountain just to like see what's out there. I'm, you know, the deadline's coming and I got to make a decision. And, and I get this call. It's in person. I'm, I'm at my house. And I got to tell you, honestly, <laughs> looking back, it's kind of crazy to think about, but I think I got more worked up when I got the call that I got the interview, then later on when I got the call and I got the acceptance and I'll, I'll explain why, but I was so fired up when that happened. Like I remember hanging up the phone and just like, I took a lap. I took a lap really quick. It was, there was, there was a lot of energy and I was so stoked on it just because I always said to myself, you know, if I can just get an interview, I can show them who I am. I can lay it all out there. And if they don't like me after that, so be it. You know, I can, I had learned that through the process through everything that had happened. And, and so I was just so happy that I was going to get to actually show them who I was and, and make sure that I didn't leave anything on the table. I wasn't just being seen as numbers and, and rejected for that reason. And so I went in and I did this interview process. And the whole time I was at the interview experience, I was just thinking, this is the school. I want this more than anything. I could feel it. So, I mean, in my soul, it was like, this, this program is going to make me into the physical therapist that I was meant to be. That's how much it aligned with me. And, and you know, so, so that, that interview went down and I just felt good about it. I felt like I did well at it. And so I remember I was, I was going for a weekend with my friends in Breckenridge. I live in Colorado. So me and my buddies... There was about, actually, I mean, me and my buddies, it was 15 of us. We were celebrating a friend's birthday at a cabin in Breckenridge. We had all just gotten there and we're all standing around, you know, just kind of catching up. I had told people that I was, you know, in this whole process of applying to PT school. And just in that, in that mingling moment, the email came and, and that, you know, right there standing with 14 of my friends, just about to have this amazing weekend of skiing and hanging out and hot tubbing and whatever. I get this news and I tell everybody and they're cheering for me and there's hugs and back slaps and high fives. I mean, they realized the importance of what had just happened. I had told them the struggles that I, of all of this stuff and, and with CU, you know, I still had a little hang up on that, but, but when it came through that just how they came behind and supported me, you know, of course I called my mom right away and turned out like <laughs> when I called my mom, she was actually visiting with some old family friends had me on speakerphone, you know, I got to share it with them. 
And it was just, there was so much validation in that moment, Joseph, like, like all of the struggle that I had gone through, like thinking like, it, you know, is this right feeling these things inside of me? Like, shoot, you know, can I make this decision? Can I say no to this program that just let me in, in search of what's truly out there for me? And, and I did those things and I put that on the line. And then when it finally all came to a head and I got into Regis, my number one program, man, it was everything. Of course it was. It was everything. And, and then the day later, wait, and then the day later, yeah. I got rejected from Washington University and I got rejected from West Coast University. The day later, just saying like, yep, close those doors. Like, you know what you, you know what you're out here for. This is for you. So it was just, there was so much validation. Yeah, man. It was amazing. I want y'all to have that feeling so badly. I want, I want y'all everybody to have that feeling. To, that, man, it's, it's, it's the closest thing to like have, being in a relationship when you know it's just right having like it's it's like that like like it's it's like yo this is where i'm supposed to be but uh but but man i'm i'm insanely proud of you first of all man um because you've <laughs> you had some moments where you were tried for sure and and being like having a very strong support system not just the accepted system but your family as well i've actually throughout the last few weeks and months, I've actually developed a pretty profound respect for your family uh, because- yeah, They because are amazing. How, yeah, man, like like that that in itself, man, and how they handled it, you know, especially after that interview that, you know, anyway. But but bro, I'm so dang proud of you. I'm so dang proud of you. Thank and you. Um, to, to come through all of that and, and, and to be intentional about building yourself up, your confidence, being very clear about like, I you have a clarity about not just expectations because I think a lot of people will hear this and be like well like I don't have that luxury no 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 no. like Nick was very clear about what he was trying like like who he was a match for and he was like I, I know what I'm looking for most of the time we're just kind of crossing our fingers and saying I I'm hoping to be accepted <laughs> like and that's where I started and, yeah that's where I started but but when you get to the point where y'all are able to say one I know exactly what I'm looking for two I have clarity on what I need to do to get there. And three, I'm willing to actually outlast the 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 stress curve. I'm willing, I'm willing to kind of like like be patient and hold on long enough to finally get accepted. Um, Kevin was like, I truly admire your resilience, Doctor. You see, how he says it, Doctor Nick Hopkins. What man. up? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, bro. Resilience. And four, and four, you realize your value as an applicant. Yeah, man. One hundred percent. For those of y'all that are watching this, man, I hope y'all learned something from this. And I'm going to have Nick give y'all one piece of advice, but I hope y'all are listening to this. Because if you're at, like, if you're at that point right now where you're stuck in between interviews or this, or you're feeling like kind of pulling the plug and giving in to something you know is really not a match for you, man, listen to this. Like y'all might want to listen to this interview again. <laughs> and, and just listen, 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 y'all. Like it's resilience, but but it's not passive resilience y'all i want y'all to catch that he was never passive passive like and it wasn't passive patience either like he didn't just cross his fingers and say you know what i applied to 10 schools is what you apply to and i'm just gonna kind of like see what happens no like he was active the whole time he was like what do i have to do next who do i have to like what okay boom 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 and then when he knew that he had done what he needed to do 
he was then like, okay, now I just have to let things work itself out. Like I'm not like, I can only control what I can control. Exactly. And for you, it was your faith in God as well. So it's like, like, I, I have to like trust that. But if that's you right now, are you trusting that? And if you're not, have you even done the actions that would allow you to trust that? Do you know what you're mm-hmm. even doing? Do you feel clear? Do you feel like you're just kind of guessing and just like darts with my eyes closed, just, just shooting them, just shooting them, just shooting them. Like y'all, like this isn't, this isn't there's something no reason wanna, to do that. There, there's none. There's no Absolutely reason none. to do that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So before I let Nick um, give you all the last piece of advice, if y'all are stuck right now and that is you and you're like, yo, I am stuck. I need something to like help me figure out what did Nick do? Like, how did he find his clarity? I want y'all to go to www. Like it's a free training that Casey and I did when we were in a hotel, like a few months ago. It was nice. All right. But, but it's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Casey or someone, if you wouldn't mind putting that in the comments, www.acceptancenavigator.com. If you're stuck right now as a pre-PT and you're saying, I want to figure out how did Nick do it in regards to building up his confidence? How did Nick do it in regards to figuring out how to like navigate his next steps? Y'all, I would highly advise you go in there. But Nick, now's your time, man. After going through all of that, after having to be resilient, after having to reject programs, y'all, like, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing if y'all were in a position to actually say no to programs? It's like, it's a complete, yo, some of the students are like, what? He it's all in your mindset, them. man. Like it's crazy. But for you, man, what is the the the, the big piece of wisdom that you want to leave us with as pre PTs, man? Out of everything you've experienced, what's the one big thing that you're like, yo, this is the piece of advice that I would like. I know I would have benefited from a year ago, two years ago, um, had I not experienced this yet. So it's your time. I'm gonna keep it brief. I'm gonna keep it brief. I got a couple points. Keep your mind open and flexible with your why develop it, nurture it. It is the most important thing you have. Why are you doing this? Keep your mind open, really dig into it. It's what carries you. Make a plan. Have a plan that you can follow because it just makes productivity and the ability to to keep going with motivation so much more possible. Hitting those small goals to reach your big goal is the way to do it. Believe in yourself. You can do it. It is possible. So many people in this life have to work hard, work hard to be accepted. It's worth it and know your worth, know your worth as an applicant, as a human being, your worth as a clinician to your future patients. You got patients waiting for you out there. They need you. You got to know that own who you are. Don't ever hide any part of yourself to get accepted into a program. Do not try in and make yourself whoever the school wants you to be. Be yourself. You've got to own that. And finally, don't be afraid to ask for help. We all need it. It is not shameful to ask for help. It is, in fact, incredibly courageous. So there are so many people out there who have the experience to help you and lead you and guide you in this journey that is difficult. And there's no reason to go through it alone or even thinking that you're alone when there's so many people out there who just want to support you and lift you up and, and help you get to reach your goals. So those would be my couple pieces of advice.
for anybody who's about to go through this or even to my my earlier self you know my favorite one was what's that your second to last one man mm. know who you are and know be that person relentlessly and there's only one version of you guys there's only one version of you uh case says when are you opening your church pastor hopkins sign me <laughs> up as a member <laughs> oh yeah you're dropping dropping fire sermons pastor, pastor, <laughs> pastor dr hopkins pastor but, dr uh, hopkins but man like like y'all you you're okay, already so. different as is and and if you hide man you worded it so well you said like you said something about hiding parts of yourself to essentially mm -hmm. try to become what you think the program needs you to be, man, like exactly. That's that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Um, so so you have to be true to you. Um, Nick was true to himself. Um, the other people that have come live have been true to themselves, and 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 that's the beauty of what they have to deliver, man. And and that's why they stood out. They weren't cookie cutter. They weren't like the biggest mistake that most students make is they try to be this cookie cutter version of a pre-PT that ends up blending with everyone else. And they're like, I don't get it. I did all these things right. No, you did everything wrong by hiding your true identity and hiding the traits about you that make you amazing. The, the bits about you that, that make you phenomenal as a human being, like, like mm. the, 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 the energy that you bring, the experiences that you bring, the personality that you bring. Y'all like PT programs are looking for their fit. Like, and what if the person that you really are is what they were looking for, but they never saw it because you never showcased it. Mm. So in their head, they were no. like, you know what? Maybe that student isn't a match for us. When in reality, you were meant to be there. And then you go home thinking, well, I guess I'm not supposed to be a PT. When in reality, they were looking for the real you y'all please 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 listen to every listen to everything Nick, like nick said tonight but but that part i hope y'all heard that i hope y'all heard that because we shortchange ourselves way too much for the sake mm -hmm. of trying to be someone that we're not and that's that's not well it's hard to be fake first of all but number two it's just it's just not what the schools are looking for man they're looking for you they're looking for you. And if the program is meant for you, then you're who they're looking for. So please, like, pl play to that. Be yourself. Like, use everything that you bring to the table so that when they say yes, they're saying yes to you. Like, I would, man, I, it's like a relationship, man. Like, I liken everything to relationships. If I was fake and then somehow got married and then my wife figures out, oh, he does that? Well, that puts me in a pretty crappy position and I may not last too long. <laughs> I may not last too long. So treat PT programs the same way. Build your confidence, find help if y'all are stuck, but please be true to yourself, man. Nick, thank you so much for your time tonight, bro. Um, thank you. Thank you. Y'all that are live on replay. Thank y'all for joining us and, and listening to, to Nick's story. If you guys can relate with it, listen to it again. If you guys want to ask Nick questions, Nick, you cool people messaging you? Please, anytime, Man. anytime. I'm happy to help anybody. Man, if y'all are stuck and you guys are like, yo, this was me, reach out to Nick, man. Like, ask him more questions about his story, but, uh, but, but keep fighting, keep pushing. Proud of every single one of you. Have an amazing rest of your evening. Much love to every single one of y'all. Peace. Bye. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. 
Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.